Mega Dads Live is a mature-rated podcast. It's for the Mega Dads, the Mega Moms, but not the Mega Kids. So put on those earmuffs and let's go! Welcome, everyone, to Mega Dads Live, your monthly visit to the place where gamer life meets real life. Podcasting since 2014, we are the ultimate podcast to help you balance your love of games, media, with the joys of life in the real world. My name is Adam Leonard, and I am your host, coming to you live from the 33rd floor of Mega Dads HQ, located in the heart of our nation's capital, Champlin, Minnesota. I am joined, of course, as always, by my lovely personal assistant manning the switchboard it's the may episode and i want to welcome mabel yes i know it's 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 springtime i know you were talking about uh you were doing some gardening and no you oh i i'm i'm sorry i thought when you said that you were tending to the bush that that and something completely yeah oh, okay no no i don't want it we don't know okay and thanks for that disgusting imagery joining me as always happy anniversary antonio i believe this is your one year mark here on mega dads live antonio the hype caster it how are you doing it is the best day of my life adam leonard in the flesh i'm so excited mabel I saw that I was going to talk about t-shirt. it, so I didn't know that they made apparel for Snakes on a Plane, the movie. Is that official? You got it. This, this, came, this came out when the movie came out. I've owned this. A, a lot of my clothes I've owned forever. I, was, I, have, this, I have this pair. I, I'm sure everybody, every Always. guy has like their lucky yeah. pair of whatever. I have this pair of like Target brand elastic shorts that I wear to bed that I shit you not. I've I've owned since I was like 15 years old and they are it's it's barely <laughs> close at this point, but I will not get rid of them. They're so comfortable. But yeah, this snakes on a plane. This movie came out on my birthday and I took the day <laughs> off of work and I went to see it on opening day. I was like the only one in the theater. I think for its entire run, but I fucking love Snakes on a Plane. I see you got it signed by Samuel L. Jackson. That's pretty cool. Smells smells like the day he spit on you to get you out of his face. This is excellent, Adam. Thank you so much for the anniversary shout out. I time flies, first of all, but it's an honor to be part of Mega Dad's life. It Mm -hmm. really is. Mega Dad's is so important to me, and I'm so excited to be here. Wow, I can't believe a year, a year. I can't. And Mabel, don't worry about it. It's it's wet in the spring, so it could be all good to go in the summer. Okay, you get all the get it all moist. And then it grows up into nice and healthy. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Oh, don't get her started. She's got oh, a green thumb or a brown started. thumb or I don't know what kind of thumb, but it's it's great. Mabel, oh Mabel, you're don't looking great. You're looking great never, over there. Okay. No. Um, you know, it's interesting. Last episode, I think I started talking about how there was like seven inches of snow that just fell. And now I'm in shorts and it's like we're sleeping with the windows open, eating dinner out on the deck like it's it's beautiful well it adam like, i've uh, never seen Chicago. seven inches <laughs> um it it is <laughs> like Christ. freezing cold like one minute and then it's like tornadoes it? coming through and then it's super hot 
and humid and then it's cold again like we are like we are being screwed with by the weather and and could it be could it be global warming i don't know probably 100 it is but let's just keep going on with this bullshit and doing nothing about it but it it it's really is yeah it's huge swings it's huge swings up and down but what are you gonna do roll with the punches right here comes the we're gonna we're gonna yeah yeah we're gonna stay on the bright side and we're gonna actually we kick this episode off like we do every month with our megadad's super positives so let's just jump right into it it sounds a little something like this megadad's being super positive we like to look on the the bright side our our cup is half full of what our our mables our mables are half trimmed uh i don't know where i'm going with that antonio what is something that is bringing you joy in your life i just got out of working a lot like a lot during the day and then overtime after hours the weekends on a two-week stretch so i'm done with that i'm so happy but did you know adam that we are coming up on the hottest season of gaming ever i i haven't been this excited Mm -hmm. for games that i'm pretty certain are not gonna let me down in quite a while in quite a while (laughs) because before it's like oh i hope something new is coming oh i'm looking forward to that one thing but there's no way that the games coming out in the next few weeks are gonna let me down there's no way oh my god why did you (laughs) say that you've totally what, what, run down a, run down your Number hot list. One, what are you looking Zelda, forward to? Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I'm going to talk about it later, but the the what I love about this, honestly, is how many games, Redfall, do they not let people truly review and play ahead of time? And there's just been so many people coming out, and their wording after the preview, after going hands-on, is it's better than you think it's going to be. And to say mm. that and have that be the consensus... That's the type of hype I'm looking for. So that's one. And then also, I want to talk about it later, Street Fighter Six. And Adam, it's my personal mm. goal to get you on the hype train for this. It may not work. It probably will not happen. But I want to explain why I'm excited to, for that game a little bit later. And also, okay. I can't wait okay. for Starfield to come out so we can stop fucking talking about it. It's, gonna, it's not going to hit the mark y'all set for it. You, you have no intention oh, of playing I'm it. You play just want people just, to shut dude, up about it's it. It's just, yeah. it's not intended to be this linchpin of of this entire Xbox ecosystem, and all of a sudden it has, it's become that. It's the last chance, and we'll talk about that later too. We have so much to talk about. I'm so hyped. I'm so hyped. We got a lot to talk. So about. We got a lot to talk Sorry. about. It, that's well that's what you're named for um i think this is going to be like our xbox episode which there aren't a lot of xbox episodes but i think we have a lot to discuss my super positive uh i i believe since the last episode um yeah i think this happened after the last oh, episode wow. we bought a yeah, piano yeah, yeah. and my son is teaching himself off of youtube i'm i i am a musician i play drums and guitar and piano and I'm, I'm self-taught. I play by ear. I can't read a lick mm. of, of sheet music. Uh, and my son is teaching himself, much like I did, just, you know, by ear and just by, like, practice and stuff like that. But he's got he's got YouTube. He's got the Internet. And there are so many YouTube videos that are presented almost like a oh. rock band uh, level where they have, like, note highways. And it shows the keys at the bottom. 
and the guy's got his hands on the keyboard and you can see where the notes are coming and where they're going to land in time. And he's teaching himself to play piano this way. And, and every weekend when I, I get a chance to sleep in and, um, my son always gets up before me, but I wake up every weekend to hearing him play a new song and he's learning pretty damn well and pretty damn fast. And it's, I love it. I love it. As somebody who grew up playing piano as a kid in my house, uh, to see my son doing the same thing. You know, I'd be interested to know if, because there has always been tabs, right? It's like hit the third whatever string Mm -hmm. at this chord or whatever the hell. That I've dabbled with and messed with. But I do wonder if the video game scrolling, you know, guitar hero thing um, is really adopted from the games or if everyone was using this before the game hit like right. that just that method of it scrolling and then you hitting but either way that's fantastic and you're really great not only do you you know play music you compose uh, a lot of the stuff for mega dads for other people i mean you have that streak where you can make music and have it be really good and quickly too so the my my son told me uh, the other day he's Uh-oh. like dad i'm writing a song how many uh, f-bombs like, really he's like yeah it's song. He's like, it's, it's called far away. And I'm like, how does it go? He's like, oh, I don't have any, I don't have the music yet. I just know what it's You got to start somewhere. (laughs) You got to lay that strong foundation. You know what I mean? At least now he has something to go off of. That's really cool. Exactly. All right. Well, the other Megadad staple that we have is Megadad's dictionary term. And since this is your anniversary, Antonio, uh, we're going to let you deploy your very first Megadad's Dictionary term. Why don't you explain to the folks what it is, what your term is, and uh, and, and I'm we'll, so, you never let you. me touch the buttons. Okay, what does this do? Let me pull that lever over here. Oh, shit! Yay! This guy, and there's a little lever here. I am ready to go. Okay, so Megadad's Dictionary term for this month is left no crumbs. Yay! Left so Left the background no of it is crumbs. like you're eating, right? And you just killed the whole thing. You swallowed it all up and you left no crumbs. It means to kill, mm-hmm. to totally obliterate, to nail it. So it's like, yeah. So like, you know, Go Mick Jagger out. took the stage. He he played his heart out. He left no crumbs. All right. So left all no right. crumbs. All right. And if we use that, if we use that effectively, you're going to hear this sound right here. Yes. And we get a point. And Antonio, what are our points redeemed for this month? Enough points, and Mabel will show you her prized blue ribbon bush. It's oh, for she works on it very hard. That's right, Mabel. No, run, put put it away. Put it away. (laughs) Run your fingers through it, and you get to get all in there. You get to judge (sighs) it by its uh, by its (laughs) texture and color. It's like a. Like a '70s era basement uh, carpet, just. <laughs> All right. Well, we got some games to talk about before we start talking about. Um... All that Xbox. We're going to get into all the Xbox stuff, but let's talk a little bit about the games we've been playing. I'll kick it off with something that I was very, very looking forward to, and it did not disappoint. I'm going to talk about Horizon Burning Shores. Horizon. Horizon. I made up a new word. Horizon Burning Shores is an adventure DLC developed by Guerrilla 
published by Sony Interactive Entertainment, and this is exclusive to PlayStation 5. Uh, unlike the main game, Horizon Forbidden West, which was cross-gen, uh, Burning Shores is only possible because of the power of the PS5, is what they say. Um, as if you are a, a regular listener of this podcast, you know that Horizon Forbidden West was my game of the year last year. Uh, it is one of my favorite games of all time, if not my favorite game of all time. Um, and this DLC, it's more of that with a few refinements, uh, which is both really good um, because it's more of the thing that I loved. But for somebody who maybe is not super in love with the Horizon franchise, it might be a little let down that there's not as much uh, new bells and whistles. You get some new weapons, you get some new enemy types. The entire thing takes place in a brand new location. So it's a whole secondary map than the, the core game. Um, but the, the big thing that I love so much about this game is they give you a brand new mount. In the, in the Horizon games, you are able to tame all the robots. Uh, and as you progress through the game, you level up your ability to do so and you can you can tame larger and larger robots. Everything is is able to become, you can put them on your team, right? And some of them you can use for defense or attack, uh, and they'll run around with you and help you attack other enemies or protect you. But certain robots in this game, you can ride. You can actually get on top of them and ride. So anything that looks like a horse or a deer or something like that, you can ride. Can't ride any of the huge monsters, um, but they're also... Uh, flying robots Ooh. and in burning shores you get a mount that is both a flying mount but it's also a underwater mount so you can be flying what? this thing in in the the cloud up in the clouds and dive over the ocean and seamlessly torpedo underwater and wow. you're on the back of this thing as it's zooming through through the deep sea and there is such an unbelievable sense of awesomeness to that right like we're that in the age fantastic. we're in the age of games where there's no loading right there's no you know once you're in the game you're in the game there's there's no pause or loading or anything like that so to be able to call this thing uh and it's super cool because once you have it it like circles above you in the skies and it, you can, at any point, if you're running around on the ground, you can look up and you can see your mount, like, keeping tabs on you. And you whistle, just like, you know, Zelda or whatever, and the thing comes down and it scoops you up and you can fly up into the sky. And maybe you're going over the sea and you want to go explore, see if there's any treasure down there or if there are any hidden caves. You just dive and shoom, right into the water. And all of a sudden you're underwater exploring the deep sea. And it can is you call it from the water? Can you be underwater and then it comes down? Yes. And get you? Yeah. Because oh my god! That's because awesome. in the game you get um, a rebreather. Yeah. And Burning Shores is all post-game content. If you have not beat Forbidden West yet, you cannot play Burning Shores because uh, because the canon takes place after the right. end credits of the of the core game, which is something different than what they did in the last one. They kind of shuffled the deck uh, with the original Horizon DLC where you could play it at any time and just go there. This is very much like if you have not beat the game, you cannot do this because this is the next chapter. Um, but anyway, so at that point, you have your rebreather. And if you're swimming underwater, you call this thing and it dive bombs into the waves 
right into the ocean next to you. It's so cool. Um, and that's kind of like what this, this DLC is all about. It's more cool moments. It does have new story. It's pretty brief. The, like the core, the core campaign of burning shores. We beat it within a week. Easy. Mm. Um, there's lots of side content, like any good open world game where there are plenty of other, um, tombs to explore and puzzles to do and things like that. All the, all the good, you know, side bells and whistles from the, the core game. That's all there too. So there's a lot of content, but as far as like the main narrative, it's pretty brief. So really what this is all about is just more opportunities to do cool things in a cool world. And uh, for me and Elliot, as, as I said, we loved that uh, last game. It's just great to revisit that world and kind of refresh what we loved so much about it. You know, it's so easy to forget how great a game was after you put it in the rearview mirror. So it's nice to have something like this that reminds you why you really loved this game. Uh, it's interesting so. how they handle those chunky like additions to the single player campaigns when they do that. Where does it go? How do you activate yeah. it? You know, it's, I remember some Fallout DLC. It's like, oh, well, you have to go to this one spot, talk to this NPC. You know, you can play at any time or you have to beat the game first. All of that. Um, it's super interesting. This sounds fantastic. And that's exactly what I was going to ask about is the loading screens. Because to go from the sky down deep and then to have the water just visual without any stuttering mm -hmm. would I, I have to experience it for myself because that's that's incredible just like with draw distances and how many things are just suddenly appearing underwater when you're doing yeah. that like it's got to be great so would you say that that's probably where the exclusivity for the next or current gen whatever ps5 that's why it has to be you think that maybe ps4 couldn't handle that or is there some other thing you could point to to say oh yeah that's why this is yeah. exclusive to ps5 well i will say that as far as fidelity and the visuals this game is not flawless there's quite a bit of pop-up honestly um not like severe like trees and mountains but like if you're really paying attention as you're flying over the landscape you'll see bushes pop in you'll see enemies pop in in the distance did somebody say um, bushes mabel hey, oh whoops wrong button i'm on the wrong page oh. <laughs> um but so i will say the decima engine uh if you've played forbidden west this game is and if you played on the ps5 i should say i don't know what this game looks like on ps4 but it is the most jaw-dropping game I have ever played in my entire life. It is no, it's just a looker, yeah. It is Horiz just those, all those rising stunning. Um, it's the top and, of the crop right there. Yep. And I really think that, much like with uh, Rat the last Ratchet and Clank, where that game was only possible because you could jump in between those worlds with no load times. Like if you played that on a PS4, it would have to stop and load, and it it wouldn't work. I think that's kind of the way that you traverse the world of the burning shores seamlessly without any load times. I, I think that's probably it, right? Like going up through the skies, down to the deep waves, through the buildings, all the stuff like, and, and no, no stuttering, no pausing, no loading. It's just seamless. I think that's probably where it is. That being said, flying, uh, in the clouds, and all those clouds are like real clouds. You know, it's not a skybox as most open world games where it's like, okay, well, that's just like a pre-rendered visual. Like those, those clouds are real volumetric clouds and you can fly through them, not just around them. Um, it's just a treat. It's just a visual treat. So 
Uh, it's it's hard for me to say why because I don't know the the technical um, limitations of the PS4, but I, I can only say that this is the most visually stunning game that I've ever played, and with no or with very little technical uh, glitches or hiccups as far as like pop up and draw distance and stuff like that. Fantastic, and the price twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. 20, that is not bad for a nice. You know, amazing looking, like a, a more of the great game. It just just looking at all the footage I've seen, it just seems like a fantastic experience. Great. And and with Forbidden West being on PlayStation Plus now, like if you don't have any of it, pick that up for free if you're a member of PlayStation Plus. And then um, obviously you'll have to play through the game. And then yeah, like you said twenty bucks for all of it. Not a bad not a bad deal. Oh, you're making me want a PlayStation. I try. I try. We'll talk about that later. I'm sure we will. Um, let's talk about something else that might be uh, making you want to play on PlayStation. Let's ah. talk about Redfall. Redfall is a first-person co-op shooter developed by Arcane Austin, published by Bethesda Softwork. I like that, Softwork. And it's available now for the Xbox Series X and S and PC. Antonio... My friend, my life podcast partner, talk to me about this game. Talk to me about vampires. Redfall, to me, looked like trash from the get. Like, when everyone (laughs) saw the gameplay of, you know, going through this town, killing vampires, um, like the power co-op teammate shooter... You know, you're shooting lightning, you're distracting this person, you're going, you know, all this stuff. It didn't look good. Like if I see like a Borderlands or if I see uh, any other like co-op experience, I love that. That's that's my bread and butter. I want to play co-op games online. It's a big reason why I'm on Xbox. They have a lot of options. They have Game Pass, all this stuff, right? It didn't look good to me from the start and everyone else was very hyped. And I am a huge Arcane fan. Um, if you're not familiar, Dishonored, uh, that franchise, um, Prey, which is an absolutely fantastic game. You have to play it if, if you haven't. It's uh, a survival horror Bioshock uh, in space is what is what Prey is. And not a whole lot of people played it. And it, it's criminally... I didn't even know that that was Arcane. It, it was criminally criminally not played and then this is developed redfall by arcane austin right so some type of part of the arcane team uh you know i don't know how large of it made this but arcane's name was on it it has a pedigree people were hyped i wasn't because of just what i was seeing the game was delayed quite a bit and they were supposedly going to be part of this new xbox wave of games finally coming out that were going to satisfy fans which we'll talk about later so expectations were high for other people when you're playing the game it's it's immediately apparent how aged this is i was trying to explain with this group that i was playing with the co-op uh experience about trying to articulate why it felt so old so i think the game was not 
it was it, the concept of it must have been way early, right? And they said, okay, we're going to get away from our single player roots and we're going to branch out to co-op experience. Let's do this and let's hit the ground running. The execution just feels off in so many parts. It's set in this island uh, town of Redfall and you wake up on the outskirts in a boat and you are introduced to the main big bad vampire person who looks you know very odd i'm not a big fan of the visual style of the game it's like kind of cartoony ish it's mm-hmm. like a mix of the elongated bodies uh, of some of their other games uh like dishonored and it's supposed to but also be a horror game and the tone is just completely off to me from the beginning i'm thinking we're gonna be it's very dark all the time and there's flashlights and that's like it's spooky every kind of minute and i was told that my gamma or whatever may have been a little high but that's not how it is at least on the overworld and you're going around and the sun is blocked by an eclipse so even at i've heard it's very colorful yeah surprisingly so poppy which is fine again this is their part of their pedigree some nice beautiful worlds right Mm -hmm. so you're coming from games that are set on a space station set in uh let's see where's uh like a a town in an alternate like reality like steampunk right and then now let's pick a setting that looks like connecticut it's like what 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 like the building is just a firehouse the building is just a uh you know uh I don't know that what houses are like a, a two-story like whatever and and the there's a boat and it's just a boat you know it's not like it, it just seems like why there's no personality such- to it or what or it's just too I mundane don't think so i honestly don't think so it's a forest but like do the trees look to, like this is like earth this is like you know yeah i, I don't understand why they shoehorn themselves into that maybe because it's like oh this is supposed to be real people and you know the most outlandish character model i saw was just your own characters so you can have like a very uh like neon clothes like oh i'm a new age hipster type person like i'm wearing colorful colors like there's nothing interesting about the character models or designs you're just a person and then for some reason, my character had a robot dog from the get. You know, it just, I don't even remember if there was any introduction to what my power, uh, why I have it or anything like that. It's just like I awakened from the boat and I had this pet dog thing that could go out and distract enemies. And I would throw it out and it would do this cool thing where it like made a little bell and like it attracts vampires or what have you to it again no explanation the coolest part from the get is you come out of this boat and these waves are suspended in air like like a hundred feet up or whatever it is like really cool there's like boats oh, is it like sealing stuff. off the, the yeah, town it, or whatever yeah. It, it, yeah it's almost like a uh, inception type thing i'm like dope i come out of the thing i'm like cool and then i start running around and i can't shoot and i can't do head i don't have a a punch and I'm asking my group, how do I, how do I fight? Like, and they're like, oh, hit this button. And they think I'm kidding. They think I'm lying. I'm like, I don't have a button. So I played the first few minutes of this game running around. People are shooting at me 
and I'm getting shot and I'm trying to dodge. Took me a while to figure out that in the beginning of the game, if you don't pick up the first weapon that you're supposed to grab before you leave, you know, to the to the shore, to the buildings, mm-hmm. you can't play. There's no powers. There's no anything. So because I didn't pick up the weapon, I had nothing to, to fight with. And I figured and this I, out. I was and like, I heard oh, you can't oh. pick up enemy weapons either, right? No. So like my teammate i'm like oh, okay kill this guy let me grab his gun i couldn't do that so i was defenseless offenseless figured out i had to backtrack to the boat and i'm like i bet it wants me to pick this first weapon up to do that first animation that you usually do before we leave but because we started in co-op somebody had opened the door and i had just gone through it so you're supposed to grab the gun and go so it was a Which very is a baffling design decision if you can't pick up any weapons along the way why do they have you pick up anything? It should just be there. This is the tip of the iceberg, right? So whatever. Yeah, I could see, okay, it was so rushed, you know, like they didn't automatically make it where if you miss the gun, you know, whatever. It, I'm surprised nobody else experienced this in playtesting, but whatever. You go out, start shooting things. Little, little did I know the enemies are human. A lot of cultists and like vampire helpers with guns generic boring easy to kill ai is brain dead i'm <laughs> i'm flanking them and just headshotting 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 while they're standing in a row you know part of it is because my dog's distracting them sometimes but i know part of it is that my co-op partner is distracting them and while they were targeting them first they won't turn or they, if they do it's like by the time i killed them like they were not reacting so i'm just like shooting ducks in a row okay then i noticed the town this is connecticut this is like just houses i'm in a backyard i'm opening a shed you know like the interiors nothing you know i i can't even describe it there's no description just bland the home base is a fire station in the fire station there's some ugly ass npcs they are your vendor, they're your this, your that. I couldn't figure out how to sell this abundance of weapons that I kept picking up from crates. Okay, whatever. So I'm a little bored, right? In this day and age in gaming, you really want to grab the attention of people, right? And the gameplay so far, not good. When I come across zombie, uh, zombies, when I come across vampires, it's cool. These vampires move quickly. They are very stylized. I think that's like the, the reason that the dishonored slash arcane slash prey thing it works and they look cool you whittle them down they're very meaty and you have to not die i was on that like you have to stake them and that's kind of cool yeah and then wow you stake and it looks amazing as soon as that happened because i was already getting kind of bummed you know we're you know whatever 10 minutes in i start staking different things and i'm like yeah this is what i wanted but they won't give it to you, Adam. They, they put it right up to your lips and they yeah. let it touch and caress your lips. Uh, they don't let you like latch onto it. You know what I, I mean? I so, don't know if I like that. So there's every time there's a, a vampire, dope. Vampire boss, he like makes it where you're all, kind of blind, where you only have a limited radius where you could see. So you have to move around. I have that. I actually have that. Yes, you can't <laughs> see right now due to an <laughs> ocular limitation. And that's, as you know, that's fun, right? You know, like so trying fun. to 
explore yeah. the world with limited vision. And so cool. That that's cool. Um, that's why I, that's why we play choking games here. At <laughs> oh my god, uh, <laughs> I had a C four power, so you know I'm using that, and it's blowing things up. The explosion isn't very gr- good looking, but it's it's happening graphically. So, is what do you think? What's going on here? At, at, it, it to me. It looked like a really good Xbox One game, and you know, I don't, I, I didn't see anything worth making look good. This car looks a little like alternate time, his alternate history ish. This building, you know, like there was nothing. The guns are, you know, that the guns are pretty cool. Like right away when you pick up uh, guns from caches, they are colored green or glowing a little bit and they fire pretty well and fun to use quote unquote you have a uv gun to like uh oh yeah gotta be like blade yeah a stake gun oh you know that like Mm -hmm. the guns one of the stronger points we're in the fire station and you have to go to this i don't know if it's a pool table it's a table and you select your mission you have to vote great then you go so this is very boring adam like the the cutscenes are like stop motion where it's like a a scene like playing out where it's frozen and then it's kind of moving oh no a it's like bit. a motion comic yeah yeah and I thought ah. it was just gonna I, I thought it was gonna open like that and I'm like I hate this those. isn't bad it, it the problem is is like they're giving you information that's so boring it's like there's this clinic and they're definitely siphoning blood from that and we gotta go there and they're showing you like not interesting slides not interesting dialogue it's like i'd rather you not even give me anything and just let me go so we're leaving the fire station and we're like is everybody here and i notice another person in the lobby with us we had three people all of a sudden we have a a duplicate four we realize this thing i'm like who's this then they're not moving and it's like oh this is this is our teammate he's frozen right Mm. and i'm like come over here and our teammate who's walking is standing next to a frozen a uh, like it's him, but it's like a, a, a depiction of him frozen, almost like at some point there was a freeze frame that got stuck, but the rest of his character moved. And there was this like ghost behind fully, fully like uh, apparent though, just there frozen. So I'm like stand here, we'll take a picture. We come back from another mission. It's still there. <laughs> this thing might be for in the rest of the game this thing might be standing there next to the table smiling running and and I took a picture and I was like this thing's still here so that's kind of a weird odd glitch that I've never seen we had some t posing we had some like and like clipping like I got we got stuck in the floor at one point on a flat floor there's nothing there i'm like what rock are you stuck on there must just be a hole in the floor so they had to leave and come back so there's as we're playing there's all these bugs you go to the objective let's go to the down chopper let's go like kill this thing let's go inside of here every time you get there sometimes there's not anything there there's no boss battle because the first time it's like this time there was a boss battle this time there was nothing big to kill when we got there. I'm like, was that the end of the mission? And then just it gives to get, you the, literally just to get there. And then there was the option to fast travel back. I'm like, okay. And I'm at that point. I was just like, why am I playing this game? What is it giving me? The atmosphere right. was off. The graphics were 
like so so like the mission design and the hub and and all of that was so antiquated i i could not wait to stop playing and and oh. like like it was like this why is this this is clearly a waste of time this recently happened with atomic heart it looked great i wanted to play it it was a most anticipated game and in the end it just didn't feel right it didn't feel fully cooked and clunky and that was this except without the cool visuals and the promise that something good is is going to worthwhile is going to be coming soon i didn't see any hope i'm like okay if i get into the larger battles uh for the cooler enemies more often this will be a decent game but they don't want you to fight vampires all the time they want you to mostly fight cultists with vampires sprinkled in and i'm like the vampire game does not want you to fight the vampires i mean they want it to be a little bit more special and not that they're super rare you're seeing one every so often but there's ads there's mobs there's these throwaway enemies and i was just not having fun and i had this cool gun that would kill people way too quickly we were only playing on normal i mean I, a lot of people say turn the uh difficulty up the controls felt floaty and non-responsive we're over here messing with the sensitivity like it felt terrible the sensitivity i was like tweaking it every few minutes and it was just horrible and i i can't stand it i i'm i'm ashamed of it existing the way oh that it does God. this is a 70 dollar game adam 70 dollars on pc and xbox it's on game pass which is how i played it but that's embarrassing to to charge 70 dollars for something like that when you had a delay um We'll talk about it later, but there's all these questions about exactly why. You're talented, you have money, you have time, they will they let you have a delay. You know, do something. Like Halo cut off a whole bunch of their world to get it out the door. They had said, you know, there's all these levels that you're never even gonna see because we're not even gonna work on that. We're not cut the game short and and limit the environments from like all the snow levels are cut out all the whatever levels are cut out like they did hell and high water to get it out the door i'm surprised that in play testing they let it get out in a way that's just not fun you can't have a not fun game you know right. of that of that level come out and and just crash this bad it was it was not good at it's not good i do not recommend it I would say consider it a waste of time to play it yourself and try it. Not the, oh, try it if you might like it if you like. It was a bad looter shooter. You know, I I take such issue with, and, you know, I, I try not to weigh on in this kind of stuff, but the Do amount it, of Adam. Time, Come on. The amount of okay. times. You're okay. All right. Hold on. Oh, shit. Here we go. I got chills. Hot take. Or I say this. Disclaimer, I have not played this game, but Game Pass is not an excuse to release a bad game. The amount of times that I have heard over the years, it's not that great, but hey, it's on Game Pass, so give it a try. That is not that is not an exit. That's not an off-ramp to a shitty game. Um, and again, I don't I have no opinion on Redfall. I have not played it. I'm not I'm not calling it shitty. I am saying that as 
creators, media, podcasters, whatever you are, if you are saying, it's not that great, but hey, it's on Game Pass, that's bad advice. I don't think the the inclusion of it being on Game Pass should be an excuse for a shitty game. I just don't agree with that. So I appreciate you saying that. Even though it's on Game Pass, don't play it because it sucks. Yeah. You know, like I think people need to be more honest about the fact that a game should stand on its own feet, not be prop- propped up on the back of the service that it's a part of, right? So I just, I, I, I take a lot of issue and I've heard that so many times. It's not that great, but you know, it's on Game Pass, so give it a shot. Well, why should they give it a shot if it's not that great? And why does it being on Game Pass be a part of the conversation? You should be talking about the game. Talk about the game on its own merits or its own faults. The Game Pass thing should should not really be a part of that equation. It's I love value proposition. I just do. I don't have a lot of money to spend on games. This whole $70 shift is really... I have a lot of things on my radar, right? And now the cost is creeping up more and more. And it is good to say, hey, it's on Game Pass, so you have the option to try mm-hmm. it. Just like the old school demo, right? But with with that, you're right. It's becoming a complete double-edged sword. It's hurting things because it's like, well, we're not charging everyone for it. They could just get it on Game Pass. So I do agree with you that it's lowering the quality bar. It has to be because... It's, it's insane. Something that's relevant to the conversation is in IGN uh, first, they have these you know exclusive looks at the game and they were showing gameplay and they were showing the 60 frames per second gameplay. It turns out that it was like a lie. Like the, there was this, this controversy coming out that it was announced that the game was going to hit 30 frames. It wasn't going to be, um, the performance wasn't going to be as high as they initially said, right? However... It wasn't made clear that in that footage that they were showing on IGN that this wasn't going to be the final product. They were showing PC footage and there was some controversy there. Whereas I think, although they did end up coming out and saying it, it just seemed like people knew that this game was not ready. We'll talk about it in a minute, but, you know, Phil Spencer knew, you know, like people knew. And it went out anyway. And there's no, and we'll talk later that there's no real, there's no answer to the exact of why the green light is pushed. Because I mean, what really stops a game from hitting street when you know that it's in this state a month or before whatever it is? Can you delay again at that point, or is it literally impossible? I think somebody somewhere was just like, "This is going out the door now." And maybe we'll let them, you know, they're going to patch it or whatever. But it's, there's the, the skeleton of this game, the bones is not fun. I'm surprised that this went from concept to gameplay without somebody saying, man, there's a hook here. There's a, I love co-op shooters. I love looter shooters. I want to play with friends online games and have something to sink our teeth into. I'm looking forward to Diablo looking for, I love, you know, Borderlands, uh, deep rock galactic like overcooked any co-op experience so from that perspective i was hoping it was good but it never looked good to me and i don't know where people that was worse when people were saying oh we got high hopes redfall redfall i'm like dude what about the game that you've seen so far (laughs) looked good what about it was it like 
it, it didn't look it looked like they were trying to make something uh really hard but they didn't have any soul to it it didn't look unique in any way nothing looked nothing looked good about the game in the previous to me nothing so i wasn't surprised i was surprised because i didn't think it was going to be this bad really don't play. well that's a shame that's unfortunate and we'll talk more about um, what this means in in a larger context in our headline segment. But why don't you talk to me about something that you played that hopefully you uh, you did enjoy? And we are going to talk about Street Fighter Six, the beta. Street Fighter Six is a fighting game developed by Capcom, published by Capcom. It has a free demo out right now. And it'll be available in full playability mode June 2nd, 2023 on pretty much all the platforms except for the Nintendo one. I Now, before you start, I have this downloaded. I have oh. not got to it yet, but I did download it right after the, uh, the what do they call it? The Street Fighter Six presentation that the they showcase had. showcase thing. The showcase thing, yep. And I was like, oh, cool, free stuff. Download. I have not <laughs> tried it yet. What, tell me, tell me what... I have to look forward to here. I'm casual Street Fighter, very casual fighting game person. Like I've played Street Fighter 2, Alpha, like a couple of the other games, but didn't get really deep into it. Played some Tekken, played some Soul Calibur. Yep. Um, but I think I'm we're on not, the same I'm, level there. Yeah. I'm not good, right? But I'll, I'll mess with it. Some Mortal Kombat, you know, like the WB game um, that came out in Injustice or whatever. It, it ended up coming out on some services i play mortal kombat 11 but not good i am intimidated by fighting games and getting the moves down doing combos even figuring out the systems which weren't a thing back in the day back in the early days it's like now you have a gauge and you have like something special moves are called this and then you can execute this and do a cancel and back in I've the day been, you had to look through the instruction booklet to see how to to do a Hadouken. You have exactly. to open it to the page to your character, the one that you were going to play as. And, and and even quite honestly, again, I can't pull off all the moves just when I want to every time. I'm going to mess up, you know, one out of every four times just because I'm just not used to it and all that. So I have... You, you got tiny little delicate hands. Look at the size of these hands, Adam. Do these look like capable hands? I can hardly do anything with these hands. Anyway... <laughs> With uh, Rob is a big fan of fighting games. He got me interested in looking at fighting games uh, lately. And when Street Fighter VI started promoting, it looked really good visually. And then they were talking about um, just all the features and the game modes that they were going to have this time around. And I started looking into it. And when I want to get into a game, I'm going to give it a chance. And for something like this, a fighting game, you have to do a little bit of research. And I know you hate that, but I Ugh. want to know... I don't like can, learning. Yeah. Can a newbie like me get enough out of this game where it's worth a purchase, where I'm not just going to get crushed every time I play? Because the skill ceiling usually just goes straight up. Everything that I've heard is that in general, fighting games aren't as hard. I, I don't believe it. It's not as hard as you think it is. So whatever. It's never as hard as you think it's going to be. <laughs> so the... Street Fighter promos and all the people talking about it were explaining this year's it's not 
I guess, gimmick, but the way that the bar works, right? So you have your health bar, everyone knows what that is. And then you have your super move bar, it goes up to three levels and you can unleash a bigger Hadouken or whatever it is. So that's an EX move. So I learned that, I'm like, okay, I know this. You know, you, you fight, you land punches, your bar goes up. And when you want to expend that bar, you can get a level one or two or three special move and they show you how to do it okay right then they're like what about this other bar though what about this which is why i would get killed this uh, drive gauge turns out it's very easy to understand and i'm like wait from watching this video do i get this so i finally downloaded the actual game after watching a few videos of how that bar works and I started to play the game and I did really well. There's an AI component to the demo and online you'll see people trying to fight the computer and it goes up to, I think level eight is available in the demo and it goes up to 10. There are the top tier esports fighting champions that cannot beat the level eight AI. So I was like, okay, I wonder when I play the demo, after watching some videos, after playing for 10 minutes, what can I do? I did very well against a level six character. Like hmm. I didn't beat him, but I would get him close. And I'm like, you know what? <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm like, I am doing very well with only a little practice. So this has given me a lot of hope that I can get into this game, get a lot of gameplay out of it and not just bounce out after getting like disinterested because it's too hard i truly believe that i'm going to be able to go online and if the ranked matchmaking works i can have fun with it and it is fun and that's what i want to get across to people this demo really gives you a look at what's to come you only have two characters you can mess around with uh ryu and this new one and they are it's just it feels good the music is like I was expecting like classic Street Fighter music, so it's it's definitely new and and the levels and the graphics look great and the moves are to me they were easy to pull off. I'm like if I want to do this, I'm gonna do this sandblast move. I'm gonna do this like charge move, and if I hold this button, I uppercut. They fly across the screen, hit the back, go up and fall, and everything. It was letting me feel powerful mm -hmm. and. Every time I would taunt or do a move and, and when I almost beat that level six, I had, I was like getting a rush. Then I beat the level four and level five AI. And now I'm like, I'm not, I'm not on easy mode. I'm on normal mode and I'm doing this. Yeah. And you didn't, you left no crumbs. I left no crumbs and I am, I'm really enjoying it. There is a new mode. One of the big talks of the town isn't just that it's the world tour mode. They've created a semi-open world, is what you call it, where you can run around the streets and fight AI that you see. So this hot dog vendor is over there. You go up to him, challenge him to a fight. All of a sudden, <laughs> the the New York street like becomes a stage very quickly. Like it becomes like a flat 2D. Uh -huh. The 3D world goes into a 2D. And um, if you start a fight over here then the 3d world goes into a 2d fighting like thing and and the ai people who were there on the street become the background people that are like yeah right. yeah like fight and then this after this mode equally sounds like the worst and the best part of this that's, game 
That is what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. It is. It, there are parts of it that are good and parts uh -huh. of it that are so bad. You start out and it's like very like JRPG. Hey, do you think that you could help me with this thing? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to take way too long to say this. And I'm going to be like all quirky. And do you think that you could collect these blah, blah, blah. And, blah, and it's like I'm skipping through this text and like and it's not voiced it's the, the you know the ai characters look insane like just you know bubble gum dumb i'm like go go let me run around then i'm running around the world and i'm like this looks pretty good i can challenge this mime and it was a mime performer on the street of Amazing. you know this fake new york i forget yeah. what it's called metro city and i'm fighting the mime and he's like he's in mime like costume and he's fighting he's not very good he's like a level two or whatever and and i fight him and then it's like level up and i and i'm like okay and then i i challenge a level six and his health bar is way harder to get down and then i'm leveling up again and i'm like uh-oh and it's cool because you start out with a self-made character and a limited move set so i'm like i could see how this is gonna help me focus on the basic moves and the basics of the game and then when i want a challenge i go up to a character that uh is labeled with a higher level that looks cool or someone that i don't like the way he looks so i'm gonna beat him up real quick and then you <laughs> get into fights quick and then and then you get into fights you get in and out of the fights quick because i'm like if there's a loading screen here that feels obtrusive this is gonna suck and it turned out i was going in fighting the mime getting out going in fighting this guy fighting this girl out and i'm like this is good the open world section is very small it's a lot smaller than i thought oh really but as, as they shown in the showcase more areas open up you travel okay. from metro city to india to japan or whatever it's going to be later and then there's and then and then there's the bad parts adam you have a health bar and you have to eat items mid-match if i'm not mistaken to like increase your health and i'm like oh do this to use an item i'm like i don't want to use an item Saint smash brothers I what? And it's just a you know health or whatever it is. I'm like I don't want to do that. It's like but if you meet this uh, master Chung Li, she'll show. If you do the quest, she'll give you one of her moves that you can adopt. I'm like man, that's kind of cool. And then oh, it's like man. You, and you can create your character. I'm like man, this is gonna suck. But then I made one and I'm like I look cool. And I got the gloves on and I'm just like ready to go. And, and like the performance is a little shoddy, but you can turn on a performance mode that makes it a lot more fluid. And it's like, this is good and bad, good yeah. and bad. And, and, and I am hyped and I, th and I'm on board. I'm going to purchase it. It's going to be my first full into a fighting game in a long time. And I do encourage anyone who may be on the fence to try it. There is a mode that doesn't just walk you through the moves. It teaches you in four steps the different stages of the fight. It's like in the beginning, what should you do here? Which is what you would need a friend to come up and start to tell you. Start out in the middle. Keep them away from you with these type of moves. If they do this, do this. If they huh. do this, do this. And then keep practicing and you will do it without thinking. After I spent like 20 minutes going through the the the, ba the basics i mean the advanced um i had a huge understanding of how fighting games work you got to trade in the middle and keep distance when you do a move that over commits you leave yourself open for a few frames and they can punish you if you miss a move you can be punished and when they do this i like to be punished 
I love being punished. When you do yeah. this, you got to do this. And that's, that's as simple as, so a counter, a cancel, all it is, is hitting this button. And I walked away after a very short time with a game plan. And then I was fighting and I was doing those things without thinking about it because it's just like any other game. You just stop thinking about the controls. So right. I was very surprised. It is very beginner friendly. And I encourage people to try the game when it comes out, or at least try the demo and, and give your, give it a shot. Cause I'm very excited for this game. It's going to be one of the first fighting games that I've been excited for in quite a while. Let me, let me ask you this when you're walking around the open world, cause I'm all about this open world it sounds like hot trash and I love it. Um, <laughs> what is the variety of like the citizens? Because I want to, I want to walk up on like a field trip to the museum and start beating the shit out of some grade schoolers. Uh, Are they old ladies? There are, I wouldn't say anyone is particularly old. I would say there's, you know, small people, big people, uh, all nationalities. Some are dressed goofy. There's this guy who's like graffiti guy. There's this guy who's, you know, I just got done playing basketball. I'm a hot dog vendor. I'm a mime. Nothing too crazy. I would have liked if they went like full, like chicken suit, like crackhead, like, yeah. all that type of stuff. I would One have liked guys who like yeah. twirls the sign on the street corner to get and you to go to the pizza joint. Like I want to fight everybody. I, I think that's, uh, I think people were eating burritos and throwing the burrito at me. I'll like, fight a burrito guy. So they had something, it may have been a fork or maybe it was just a knife, but they would be in the, in the world. And I'd quickly go up to them to fight. And I'm like, Oh, in the beginning of the fight, they're like throwing their, their food at me or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, this is, this is kind of goofy, and I know people and, are going to say, "Adam, you just want to play Yakuza." And that I have, was it. I, I have I have dabbled a little bit in Yakuza. Um, the Yakuza but, is what it's like, except without the cool part where it transforms from the, you know, the people to the like cool version when you fight them, like at the open world Yakuza game. That is how it is. It's like that level of detail. It's not too crazy. It's, it looks kind of right. cool, but it's not big at all. Like it, it's interesting. It's very I, interesting. I'm going to keep my there. eyes on this game. And if this launches and there's old ladies or children in the open world, uh, it's a day one, mm-hmm. but, uh, but Capcom, you gotta, you gotta come through. It's in I the RE Cap- engine. Cap-, Cap. Is it really? Yeah. It's in the same RE engine as, uh, the resident evil remakes. It doesn't. When you're in the one-on-one mode, it looks really great. The character models and and the lights and the flashiness of it, it's just so punchy. I love it. Um, But the open world is like, it's almost like, is this an online MMO type thing? And it's not. It's a single player thing. But it was just that kind of choppy, like the visual downgrade was there. Hmm. So I was like, "Mm," but we shall see. Lots of modes with this one. Lots of different modes. I'm excited and I look forward to hearing more about it. Um, I have one more quick game that I want to talk about. I'm not going to spend a tremendous amount of time on it and it's going to become obvious why right after this. Resident Evil 6 is an old ass action game developed and published by Capcom. Capcom is available on everything because again, this thing came out on the PS3. Um, I am playing Resident Evil 6 for the first time. Well, I'm playing through Resident Evil 6 for the first time. I attempted to play this game on, I believe, the Xbox 360 when it first came out. And I did not like it. 
I did not like it at all. Right? Um, it, it it's it's Resident Evil, uh, but it's like it's like a Jerry Bruckheimer Resident Evil, where it's like let's just make it as big and goofy and action focused as possible, which is not like what you think of with Resident Evil, right? About six months ago, there was a sale on PlayStation Network for Resident Evil games. And I have all of them on my PS5. I've got I've got the Resident Evil 1 remake, which was on you know the GameCube one, which they upresed on PS4. I've got two remake, I've got three remake, I have four classic, and I ended up picking up Resident Evil 5 and Resident Evil 6 for like three bucks a piece, right? Because I'm like, I'm just gonna finish my collection because I'm gonna. I love this series. It's come back in a big way with seven and eight. You were talking about four last month, the new four, how great it was. I have not picked up that game yet. But after you talked about it last month, I was like, okay, I have the only mainline Resident Evil game that I haven't played on my PlayStation. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to give it a try because I don't have to spend any money. I'm in between games. This was before Burning Shores came out. So I was like, I got a little window of time. I'm just going to try it. So I, I booted up the game and immediately something occurred to me that I don't know that I knew when I first tried to play it and that this entire game is played or is playable co-op, which I didn't know. I knew five was co-op. I did not know six was co-op. So I said to my wife, I'm like, do you want to play this with me? And she does not play games, right? Like <laughs> she's not a, I'm, but I was like, I was giving her puppy dog eyes and I was just like, want to play this with me please just 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 give it a try i'm like if you don't like it it's fine we sat down and we started playing it and it and again it was like this is not a good game right this is this is like it's it's not great but i really feel like fun is context and experience is with games are more are more than just the game itself depending on this the style of game it is I've been playing through this game uh, at first with my wife and then with Elliot. Um, and I know a lot of people are going to be like, you're playing Resident Evil with your with your nine-year-old. Uh, yes, I am. Um, and it's a lot of stupid fun. I'm I'm enjoying it because of how I'm playing it. As I'm playing it, I'm like, uh, this game kind of sucks. <laughs> it's it's like it's like the biggest dumbest action movie ever but like dressed as Resident Evil. It's full of QTEs which aren't great. Um all the characters have really crappy dialogue. And I mean like really crappy dialogue. We were playing there's there's this thing in this game that for whatever reason um and it and it's old, like I said, it's old. So you're you like bottleneck in these small areas, and then you get to the point where you go to the next area, but you have to wait for your co-op partner to get there. So there's like Ouch. a prompt. You get to a door, push circle, wait yep. for your partner to come in. And for some reason in this game, every time you go to the next area, both of your players do like a roundhouse kick and kick the door open yep. together in complete in sync. <laughs> and like oh, we were playing it yesterday, and we did that. And Chris Redfield's like, that's how you open a door. Every and time? I'm, not every time. Just wow. for some reason, just that one time. And, I, and I'm like, it feels like it feels like a time crisis arcade game in a way. <laughs> you know how those have just like the worst 
stories and voice acting on purpose because it feels like just total camp and cheese. That's kind of what this is. But for some reason, because of the context of how I am playing this game, I'm having so much fun. And I couldn't stomach this game on my own because it's just bad. But playing a bad campy game, which is fun, like it's fun. It's got really cool moments of, you know, you got cool weapons, grenade launchers and and machine guns and sniper rifles. And the game does lots of really clever things where it'll split you guys up. And one of you has to go on the rooftops and provide cover with a sniper rifle to the guy who's on the ground level getting the you're being chased by enemies and you're trying to lure them into a into a kill box so it like it does fun things but it does it it does everything in a stupid way like the entire time you're playing you're just laughing because it's so campy and so hokey but it's it's still fun and i just want to say that um i think it's really cool that you can have a bad experience with a thing, but reapproach it in a different way and get some semblance of appreciation and fun out of it. Because before I started replaying this with someone, every time I would think about this game, it's like, oh, that's that shitty Resident. This is the game that got me off of Resident Evil. And now I'm like genuinely enjoying my time with it because of who I'm playing it with. And I think that's really cool. Have you ever had a game experience like that? Oh, where? Yeah. Where you reapproach something that you did not like, but you do it in a different way, and all of a sudden it makes it fun. Absolutely. I mean, certain games have to hit at a certain time when you're in a certain mood. You like sometimes I want to kill things and get all like sweaty with a, you know, scary game. Sometimes I just want that casual, you know, something to play before bed. Sometimes I want to play a single player or a co-op. Everything is about context of when you're in the mood and and how you're doing it. Those games that are built for co-op, sometimes yeah, you have to play a co-op. That's how for you it to have make to do any it, yeah. Type of sense. Resident Evil 6 also had a gimmick where you handle different campaigns. Um like there's like a choice, right, between who you're which uh I think are there three main there's, campaigns, Yep, right? there's three forks so, in the road, yeah. And you can tackle them in any order right is that how it worked i played one that was ridiculous where you you i was in like a war and there was like a tank shooting at me or something yeah that's the one we're we're in the the middle of that one right now (laughs) why why are we like it's so weird resident evil is supposed to be you in a isolated area with surrounded by you know slow moving but overwhelming odds what the hell was that almost on i'm in the war like zone thing the, the, the whole game is very it's it's action focused for sure and that yeah. campaign is is like you're two well you're chris redfield and then this other soldier um and it starts out where you're in the middle of a war zone and it's like it's funny because it it takes it takes what happened in four and five and it, yeah. it like they put the big giants from four in there but now they're being like weaponized in the modern world because all of these war factions have got their hands on biological weapons. So it's like, it feels like a really shitty Jerry Bruckheimer movie, but like all of the, all of the ingredients are things that you know and remember from resident evil. And so like, it's like I said before, it's not good. Like this is not, this is not good storytelling in resident evil. It's not atmospheric at all. It, It feels like a light gun game. Um, but, you know, like a really shitty sci-fi original movie, if you sit down with a couple of drinks and some good snacks and just, like, don't take it too seriously, there's 
there's actual fun to be had here. Resident Evil is such a, a weird franchise. You have yeah. to be very tactful for when the way that you implement the action into it. Like, or as you see with four, you know, and the co-op, right? You know, you have a five, but then you get a six and it's like, yeah. no, 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 no. Let's, let's dial it back. It's such an interesting franchise that has changed so much. The first person, the third person, like it really is a wild ride, Adam. I'm ready for the next one too. Let's keep them, keep them coming. It's really interesting when you think of Resident Evil 6 and it's a it's a co-op action goof fest. And then you look at the the very next one, 7, a first person scary as they went all the way back. shit yeah. atmospheric uh slaughter fest. It was Biohazard with the family, right? Yes. Yeah. And like that I mean that game is marvelous, but like those are so completely different. Like just yeah. totally they dialed different it all style the way back. Yep. Yeah. I love Great. it. Keep Good experimenting, stuff. Capcom. Yeah. All right. Well, those writers. are the games that we have been playing. We're going to take a quick little break, and then we're going to come back. We're going to talk about some news. We're going to talk about some Xbox stuff. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. The place to be for Megadad socials is the Megadad's Discord, where you can engage with your favorite Megadads as well as other friends of the Megadads every single day in our stress-free and welcoming social space. When you're a member of our Discord, you will get alerts for all of our content drops, so you never have to miss a review, a podcast, or a hot take. Partake in our fun weekly Megadads holidays like Waluigi Wednesday and Final Fantasy Sunday and become an active participant to make it on JB's Discord leaderboard. Megadad's Discord is fun, free, and follows you wherever you go. Join us today and become part of the conversation. Welcome back to Megadad's Live. Big thank you to the Megadad's Plus members for helping us keep the lights on here at Megadad's headquarters. If you're a member of Megadad's Plus, uh, you got two bonus podcast last week from uh hypecaster all about we had star wars week here at mega dads all sorts of star wars content throughout the week um videos from my trip to disney world uh jb had his impressions of jedi survivor uh, and pretty soon we're gonna have a review of i didn't talk about it this episode but i'll be having a review in a couple of weeks of the new psvr 2 game uh tales from galaxy's edge but Nice. You get all sorts of great stuff from Mega Dads Plus. We appreciate everybody who helps support the show. We can't do it. We're in year nine. We can't do it without you folks. So we need your support. If you have a dollar, please head to patreon.com slash megadads and join Mega Dads Plus. Patreon right. supporters, please go log into Patreon. Get the podcast from the RSS feed so you get that exclusive mini podcast that I'm doing weekly. I try to have some fun with y'all and give you something that's worth listening to. It's just about five minutes a week just to make your day, your life a little bit better. So log into Patreon every now and then. Make sure you get that RSS feed up and running so it'll just show up in your podcast app. And it's great. It's great. All right. Love I, you guys. I uh, I learned something last week. I learned about the Jizz Blaster. Jizz Blaster, Oh, right? my God. The Jizz Blaster. And if you want to know how the Jizz Blaster is Star Wars canon... Listen Amazing. to the Patreon exclusive podcast. Amazing. Uh, have you ever burped a flavor that you didn't eat? Um, I want to believe that, but I think what goes in must come out. I was just, so. I had a donut for breakfast, mm. um, which was yummy. Tell and me what kind. We, and Details. While, so I'm a very basic guy with all kinds really? of food. 
So I had a glazed. I had a glazed donut. Oh no, that's good. No, that's yeah. classic. I do vanilla glaze usually. Mm-hmm. So like my kids, you know, their chocolate sprinkles and all that stuff. I'm like, mm, let's not get crazy here. Just give me like a glazed donut and I'll be fine. You're middle uh, aged. Anyway, you I can't I, eat sprinkles anymore. People I know. God, that's get lodged in my esophagus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I burped during the middle of our uh, head, uh, press start segment and it, it tasted like Fruit Loops. And I haven't had Fruit Loops in months. Hmm. Are you sure? I mean, I mean, clearly it was not Fruit Loops, unless there have been like there's some pocket in my stomach that's been, you know, holding the last Fruit Loop uh, meal that I had like from last, you know, June, July. What, what if this is how you figure out that you're sleepwalking and every night at 3 a.m. <laughs> You're going to the kitchen, making yourself some Fruit Loops and leaving no crumbs. Well, I, I had, oh, I'd have to, I'd have to sleep, drive to the grocery store. Oh, you don't Fruit own Loops. Fruit Loops? Uh, not currently. I don't so, have, I don't have Fruit Loops in stock. Um, but I would have to go and buy one of those, you know, those single serving cereals that they have, where it's like a little mini box, where it's yeah. like one bowl of cereal. So maybe I get up in the middle of the night. Or I, I sleepwalk in the middle of the night. I get in the car. I drive to the grocery store. I buy one of those single-serve Fruit Loops. I come home. I pour myself a bowl of single-serve Fruit Loops. <laughs> so you're driving I take that. I take that empty box. I put it in the garbage outside because if I put it in the garbage inside, I'd notice it. And I haven't seen that. So I go outside and I put the empty Fruit Loops box in the garbage can outside the house. And I come back in and I go to sleep. And then I wake up the next day and I podcast and I burp it out. No. No. There's a... No, there's a Fruit Loops fairy. There's a Fruit oh, Loops fairy. Wait, you, stop, you tell me about the Fruit Loops fairy. You need a motion-activated camera because what's happening? Oh my god! Is somebody is breaking into your home? Uh huh. I like the idea that a fairy visiting <laughs> me is breaking into my home. Okay. So, uh, opening your gullet ever so slightly, placing Fruit Loops in there, moving your mouth up and down. Yeah. This <laughs> motherfucker. Moving yeah. your mouth up and down until it like gets it into like a nice mush, uh-huh. and then that cough you do every night, you're you're being oh, yeah, you're yeah. being slowly force fed Fruit Loops Fruit Loops by the Fruit Loops fairy by the Fruit Loops fairy. Yes. Okay. Oh my. Okay. What if you saw on the news? Yeah. Like oh, a crazed man has been breaking into local Champlain homes. Uh, they say that he's been. <laughs> placing food in people's loop. mouths when they're asleep what if you heard that news story tonight and you're fruit- and you're like please pl- like if if you are waking up with fruit loop breath <laughs> please contact authorities you may have been a victim so wait the, so the fruit loops fairy is just a guy it's a guy it's yeah not, it's there's no magic involved N- no the meth epidemic is insane in this country <laughs> you have no idea and then and then he's charged with 48 counts of fruit loop placement <laughs> Unauthorized Fruit Loop placement. Can I do the news now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Stupid. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. the headlines. Each month, Antonio and I bring a news story that we want to talk about here on the podcast. Uh, and I think we got a big topic to discuss. And according to Zencaster, we only have 45 minutes before my free two hours of recording is done. So we're going to try to breeze through this. I'll breeze it. Xbox uh, is having a lot of news. Uh, some negative, some positive, and some in the middle. 
Uh, we already talked about the red feet, the red fall reception. Uh, by all, by most accounts, this game is adequate to subpar. Uh, and this was one of their big headline games, right? Like this, this is a game that many people were highly anticipated. This is one of the linchpin Xbox exclusives. People were raving about. Antonio just talked about it. Says it sucks uh, harder than a than a vampire in a at a blood bank. See what, see what I did there? <laughs> Thought you were gonna say sucks harder than a vampire in a fat cop. Then a, <laughs> um, and 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 it's just one of you know several <laughs> several Xbox shortcomings. <laughs> That has prompted Phil Spencer to come out and do a a, a pretty uh, extensive interview with Kind of Funny. It is the only bit of Kind of Funny content that I have forced myself to consume in a long time because I'm not a fan of Kind of Funny. But I listened to this interview and it was great. I got to say, it, they did a fantastic job of of getting kind of the raw emotion out of phil spencer he was very real uh he did not sugarcoat anything he expressed his frustration and his disappointment and i i found the interview to be a blend of um kind of like reassurance transparency about you know things aren't super awesome it's not sunshine and rainbows but also a bizarre kind of like with that transparency, he really kind of just laid it all out there in a way that was not super flattering for Xbox. Uh, some of his comments were that Xbox is not in a a competition in most regards with Nintendo and Sony. They cannot they cannot match them in market share as far as console sales go, which isn't totally surprising because Xbox has kind of leaned away from reliance on their consoles. Um, but he also kind of talked about how their game approach isn't going to be the measure of their success, which I think is kind of a frustrating admission if you are an Xbox fan to hear that no amount of great games is really going to put Xbox in a in, in the position that a lot of people want them to be in. Did you listen to this interview? No, but I uh, it, it, tangentially... The reaction started coming in about how refreshing it was for Phil to say what he was saying. And um, Ryan McCaffrey of IGN put out an opinion piece that did what I did recently in our Megadad's Discord. Join if you want to be part of the conversation. I was just questioning out loud in our Xbox thread saying, okay... These are the facts. This was before I heard about the the interview. Xbox is not delivering games on schedule, on quality. Why? The big question was why. And Phil in the interview with Kind of Funny was saying, it's on me. We should have given them more help like we did with uh, whatever game it was. And, and we didn't give them enough help. And we should have stepped in sooner and you know reasoning for it but also saying it's on me ultimately again very refreshing so if you don't know ryan mccaffrey uh xbox uh true fan for whatever you want to say about people who are really ingrained in the ecosystem this man knows what he's talking about decades being with 
Xbox deep dive he sat with Phil and he was saying that he was doing what I did which is questioning the why okay here are the facts why is it lack of talent lack of time brush timelines uh just any number of things he's throwing out all these if this he's he even says should Phil be fired he's saying should this man's head be on the chopping block and then he comes to the conclusion he's like to even say that out loud and put it out there is insane for like a true like diehard Xbox person who sat with him and he's saying he's a nice guy is he too nice is he not firing people is he not you know doing what needs to be done to redirect the ship it was fascinating to see what he was saying so there's so many elements to this and you know what Ryan McCaffrey said as as his basic conclusion after asking all these why questions he said he didn't know there is no answer. You know what Phil said? Where the exact why? He didn't say. Yeah. It's still an immaculate. It's it's it's. He he doesn't walk away saying, it's the timelines. He doesn't offer that up. He doesn't right. say it's the talent. He says we should have helped sooner, which is kind of like that. But it doesn't explain everything. It does also doesn't explain where the other games are after yeah. so long. So there is still, after this admission and transparency, after the most insider people are talking about it, after the head is talking about it, it's still this weird thing. And you do bring up something that, you know, from the interview that I didn't know about, which was the fact of it's not just in, it's just not in their strategy to deliver what you all are looking for. Like it's not make, it's not in our money making long term strategy to give you these killer killer games it's just it's just not it's, it's weird it, things. It, it's interesting because i think for the last several years everybody's been talking about game pass and uh, what a great value it is and it continues to be and it's you know an extraordinary thing but they cannot shake this where are the games thing that has been prevalent since last generation right yes and they continue to have showcases that promise, you know, big things. Games get delayed. Games come out undercooked. Yes. And th that question haunts them for years and years and years. And I thought it was very interesting during this during this uh, interview. I think it was Paris Lilly. He, he, he put that to Phil. He said, you know, we've been saying this for years. When when is Xbox going to? you know, show up. When is, when is that year going to finally arrive? Mm -hmm. Uh, and Phil really did not have much of an answer to that. He did, you know, he, it, it, he's clearly frustrated. He's clearly upset. And he says, you know, I can see the games coming, but you shouldn't believe me until you're playing them, which is true. And that's a good thing. That's, you know, it's refreshing. Well, that's it's a honest. great response, but like, not satisfying. It's, it's not. And you know, I am, I like Phil a lot. I think he's an awesome guy. I think he's done the the best thing for Xbox culture. Like I think yep. when it, when you think of Xbox, you think of you know great uh, new initiatives, uh, a, a great resource for for developers to do unique things. He talks about how he's never going to step in and tell people no when they want to do something different and unique. And I think you know that's a gamble, obviously, but it's reassuring that they are pro creator they are pro developer like that but um 
I am a guy who left the Xbox ecosystem at the end of the last generation. And there are there are games here and there. Forza Horizon is a fantastic game. See if these is a fantastic game. I still really want to play Hi-Fi Rush, but I can play all that on my PC. And I left Xbox and I don't feel like I'm missing anything by not owning an Xbox. Those few games, if I want to play them, I can. I can just buy them on PC or whatever. Um, yeah, it's the strategy. Again, you and like that's said, the strategy. Not, that's they're what not they... relying on the consoles. We're doing really decent. You know, our sales are down overall on the console side, but they're accomplishing their goals at the same time that he's managing the frustration. Like the business end is doing okay, and they right. don't want to be number one. And when they say that, it's not like lip service. It's like you just don't get it. Like we are yeah. not that so for all the number one complaints about playstation from xbox people um the established formula everything from playstation is the same it's a single player broody you know open world experience that it looks fantastic with the character models that are and animations that are head and shoulders above anything but it's the same single player thing for all the talk of that now having a formula for success you can see the real value of it, right? Because instead of trying so many new things and how are we going to hit it with this multiplayer game? How is this going to work out? Xbox now wishes they had a formula for success. Well, it's, it's that interesting because like for all of that success and there was so much hype and buzz around what Xbox is doing. It's unique. It's new. It's different. Now we are back to that old argument of okay but where are the games where's where's the where's the exclusive big hitter so like what's changed do you think why well, are, why are the player why is the player base so unsatisfied now when xbox continues to follow that old which seems to have been what everybody was jazzed about like what's too, different it's too much of a drought it's 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 a drought only rivaled by that of nintendo because to me, the Switch has been like limping for, you know, two years, honestly. Just Mario Sports games, uh, other things that have come out, just not. I haven't played my Switch in quite a while. I, I played Xenoblade, which was a nice uh, gem in the lineup, but it's all about the drought. Like, there's, it's been too long. And COVID was a, you know, a thing. It was one of my questions in that Discord that I was talking about. Is it, it was it COVID? But it's become a, that is not what the delays were about. If you really look at what's coming, uh, Avowed, um, the rare game with the animals, I forget, um, <laughs> Perfect Dark, uh, there, there are more games that have not come out than have come out and disappointed. What it really is, is disappointed games that have come out, which are a few, and a drought of things that have not come. There are... 10 games that could kill from Starfield to Avowed to Perfect Dark and all these things. 10 games that are huge. Uh, uh, the Fable Jones. Play, Playground games is going from the racing game to Fable. Like, there are games, and all, any of them could be fantastic. But where are they? They don't say. Something happened in the acquisitions and in the restructuring where, and I don't know what it was, maybe they came in and said, 
Well, I bet you thought we were going to come in here with all these demands. We don't. Just take your time. You guys got six months. You know, breathe a little bit. Here's some money. And everybody said, all right. You know, maybe that was it. Or, you know, maybe they didn't like really like come in and start driving this culture of like, okay, get to work. Maybe that was enough to slow everything down. But now, Adam, it's a, another catch-22 because now that they have 10 games, gamers want them now or before now. So now how soon do you release your how, – how, how quick do you unload your load on gamers' faces? They want it now. <laughs> but if you give them five games next year that are awesome and great and five games the year after, it's going to be a net terrible situation. Because it's going to be everybody consuming everybody else. So, like, you're, you're fighting your own team. I don't think anyone wants five blockbuster games per year for three years. Because that's their, that's the timeline. If everything goes ideal, they're going to release five mega games every year for the next three years. Because that's their pipeline. Is That's unmanageable. So do they spread it out and say, man, we got these 10, 12 games. Let's spread them out over four years. No, we can't do that. We've had them waiting. Well, let's all release them in one year. No, <laughs> you're crazy. You're stupid. And like, okay, what is the middle ground? And and how would you feel if you got, well, you kind of did. They, they kind of crunched the PlayStation games that eventually came out after delays. God of War, Horizon, Days Gone. Like, what if you had them all in the same eight months? How would you feel about that? It'd be weird, right? I mean, like, I don't a, have time to play all this shit. I mean, that's that's kind of the story anyway with all the fantastic third parties and indie games. There's just Xbox there's has too a much. problem. Yeah, Xbox has a problem. It's going to get too crowded way too fast if everything goes according to plan. And if everything doesn't go according to plan, they're going to continue to limp along. And I don't know. I think... I don't know who's making the decisions, but if it was me and the way that I know business works is you fire Phil, somebody from higher up restructures the gaming division because of whatever, but that would take the financials shaking out in a way that makes it like, oh, it's, it's in trouble like business wise. And I don't think that's happening. I think it's just gamers who are frustrated and their own internal goals are being met enough to not screw with it but any other industry they would have gotten rid of phil and it would have reset and they would have went downhill because it would have taken even more time so they they're they're really sunk into this plan right now with phil at the head and i don't see them changing course i really don't next month is xbox showcase it's going to be almost exactly a month from when you're listening right now it's going to be june 11th what what are your thoughts going into that you excited? You nervous? No. You just kind of like excited. whatever. Yeah, I mean, the best thing unfortunately is to keep your expectations in check, you know, right? What am I going to do? Like I am not eating. I'm not leaving any crumbs cuz there are no crumbs to be had. <laughs> it's it's like I'm crumbless. Uh, don't don't get excited for Starfield for the love of God. It's not going to do what everybody thinks it's going to do. It's going to be a decent I'm surprised to hear you say that because you're a huge Fallout fan. I love Fallout. I love um, Skyrim. I love like, you know, Elder Scrolls and all that. It's not 
it's not that it's going to be terrible. It's You're just, just afraid to it, love again or what? It's, it's going to be big and buggy. It's Bethesda. What do you, they just, they're not on an upward trend. I'm sorry, but like they haven't released anything in quite a long time. Talent does shift around and Todd Howard is a lying sack of shit. <laughs> he lied to me about so many things, including the uh, Elder Scrolls, Blades, Fallout 76 uh, Starfield, like he's like, oh yeah, we're we're making the 11, 11, 21, or whatever the hell release date, twenty three. It, it didn't happen, and this guy is all ambition and very little follow through. I don't like Todd Howard anymore. I think he's fallen from grace, in my opinion. Don't put all your eggs. The eggs are in the Starfield basket, and it's gonna get anywhere between sevens and nines and it's going to be it's not going to get many tens if any and that's it and that's it and it's not going to be enough for the people who were thinking it was going to save the whole xbox ecosystem sorry let me ask you this before we move on to the next storyline you are uh you are an xbox enthusiast that is your place to play besides steam deck right nope Mm -hmm. that's it yeah um does the current state make you think about moving to a different ecosystem? If not, what would that take? Have you I was ever thought about leave. trying? Have you ever Absolutely. thought about leaving? Yeah, I was gonna leave right before the Bethesda acquisition. I was like, you know what? I think I'm done. They at the time didn't have a whole lot in the pipeline. This was just before. Um, right around the time like Game Pass and the whole like right before all of that and the day and date games it was a rough time back then not the worst but compared to what was going on with the pedigree of PlayStation titles I was ready I was like I don't think I'm gonna go Xbox but the prospect of Game Pass day and date Bethesda acquisition like all of these uh, titles started being shown that I was like okay this is Xbox they're trying and I was in again, and I'm very happy with it to this day. I'm playing a lot of Game Pass. I'm playing a lot of Game Pass from my Steam Deck, streaming it, and the quality is great. If you haven't tried it in a while, it's because you haven't played the latest, you know, version. And it, it's it's very good. I still love it. I love the power and convenience of the machine, the controller, everything about the ecosystem, except uh, a bit of, not a bit of, a drought. Too long of a drought. All right, we're going to move on from Xbox, and I brought an Xbox story. Now you're bringing a Nintendo story. As I said, I'm super excited for The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Did you know that it's completely leaked online where people are I heard something about that, yeah. So one player streamed the game online on Twitch, like, for people to watch. uh, They just played the... That's how it leaked? Like, somebody just played the damn game? uh, Yeah. Multiple people have it um, because of it be the way it's you know been you know cracked or pirated whatever it is. Okay. Um, but somebody did stream it for thirty minutes. I don't know if this was the original uh, person or whatever. So it's hotly anticipated. I it's got me even more hyped than um, Breath of the Wild, and it just looks fantastic. The, the whole sandbox element the sense of exploration it just looks like it's going to be great but it's out there in the wild so spoilers you know are everywhere nintendo in my opinion 
has shown very little of the actual game and environment, which I think is a huge selling point. Um, type enemy types, um, you know, they've gotten into some of the moves you can do, um, but there's a lot that hasn't been seen. Now, Reggie put out a tweet. He had seen that somebody posted a picture of Tears of the Kingdom that they had the game. They're like, haha, I got it. And they're showing like their uh, Switch screen. So Reggie says, I don't know what you want, but I do have a very particular set of skills. Skills that I've acquired over a long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. So he's trolling and Reggie's doing like hostage negotiation with this person. Telling him that he's going to get his prized possession back. And that he better watch out because he's coming for him. Just like taken. And it's interesting because... Why is Reggie getting involved? He ain't in Nintendo anymore. He loves Nintendo. He'll always have Nintendo blood in his veins. And I, I think these things being leaked with such a huge game, you know, obviously they got the copyright taken down where the stream was stopped. But it's it's a shame, you know, when things get leaked like this. I think that yeah. I have been very media dark as far as if there is any uh, rumors or reveals as far as the story wise. Because no one right now can tell you what the story is about. You know, you know it's this weird arm like what time frame we're in like there's very little yeah. out there. it's funny because uh as you know i was invited to a, a nintendo treehouse presentation thing it was and like you got a, a special for- sneak peek behind the scenes <laughs> and what did you learn adam from nothing. nintendo exclusively absolutely nothing so what i'm like mean? sitting they in must this have thing about it. i'm super excited because they're like yeah we're gonna talk about tears of the kingdom and i'm like <gasps> fuck yeah and so they they kind of kicked it off like you know it's we've shown these new powers and we've shown like how you can make your own weapons and your own vehicles and all they go through all the things that we've learned already they're like and we haven't talked about the storyline and we're not going to talk about the storyline until after the game is released but it's great and i'm like are you serious and this, this treehouse rep was just saying you know if you are a person that enjoys zelda for the lore which I that's me dude I'm like all about storytelling in video games um and like you said we know nothing and these trailers like the latest trailer that came out looks amazing just fantastic like they finally start getting into that drama you know of like all the different characters and where is Zelda why did she get a haircut uh all these all these unanswered questions um but it was yeah this treehouse it's, it's a prequel that, that, right? that is am I wrong a prequel? Yeah, no, I think it's a. Before Breath I think it's. Ah. I think it's a sequel. I'm pretty sure it's a sequel. Oh no! Oh, okay, I'm glad that you don't know 100 percent because I was well, like, nobody knows, right? Um, but that's what I'm looking forward to. Like, I, yeah, it's it's cool with all the little. You know, you can put a, you can put a chicken on the end of your arrow and shoot a chicken arrow, and that. I mean, that's fun. That's super fun. But like, I want to know the story. I loved the story in Breath of the Wild. It was so sparse and kind of sprinkled, but every time you got to one of those memories. One of those flashback sequences and you learned about a you know one of the champions oh god it was so good i'm i'm very looking forward to that i last month i was very down on this game and i said you know i i'm not, not feeling the magic and then they dropped that trailer and i was and i was like sporting a halfie for the rest of the day because <laughs> it, it it looks good man it looks good i'm excited for it all right we are going to take one final break we're going to throw it to jb with the discord leaderboard And then we will wrap this puppy up. We'll be right back. 
It's time for Discord Leaderboard. Over at the Mega Dads Discord, which you should totally join, we have a bot that tracks how much each member posts. And my favorite part of each month is tallying those up to determine our most active members. For this month, those members are... In third place, Laffer. In second place, N. Johnson, 5513. And once again in first place, Polyarch's public enemy number one, Brian S. And our most active Megadads team member is... Hypecaster! As of the first of the month, all post counts have been reset. So get in our Discord, get chatting, and maybe next time you can be on the Discord leaderboard. Welcome back to Megadads Live. Thanks, JB. Discord is a hopping place. We want you guys to be uh, on the Megadads Discord, so make sure that you head on over there, join the conversation, enjoy days like Waluigi Wednesday and Final Fantasy Sunday. We have a lot wow. of fun over there on the Discord. And yeah, wow. We, we want everybody to be a part of that conversation. This is the end of the show, Antonio. Love this it. is the caboose. This is the caboose. At the end of every episode, we bring a recommendation. Part. The best part is when we're done. Yep. <laughs> we we bring a recommendation for something outside of the world of video games that we think you should enjoy. I'll go first. Uh, last night, I stayed up and I watched a movie uh, in bed as my wife fell asleep next to me. And she snored really loudly through most of this movie so i like i kept elbowing her yeah does your does your partner snore you have to like I snore i'm the snore you snore I'm the so offender. she probably does this to you like gun to like gotta wake them up but just wake them up enough that they don't know that you woke them up so that mm-hmm. they roll over and stop snoring for like another 10 minutes i watched the movie nope uh and this <gasps> is oh i haven't seen it yet oh, this is the third movie from the monkey pro monkey paw folks um Get Out, Us. I I love Get Out. I did not enjoy Us. And I think Nope sits somewhere kind of between them. Uh, It's 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 uh, it's not as twisty as some of the other movies. Like, there's no big surprise kind of thing. It's just creepy and it gets creepier as it goes and as they show you more of uh, I'm, I'm not going to talk too much about the plot, but it's, you know, it's a movie about things that are up in the sky and, and there's creepy shit happening. And the mo- as the movie goes, they kind of show more and more. And as you see more of it, you're just kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Um, but it's good. It's, it's not like scary, scary, but it's disturbing and suspenseful. And I really, I really like uh just kind of like the visuals and the direction of it. A lot of really great cinematography of this big uh western like uh, mountain ranges and you look yeah up in the cloudy good. sky and your eyes are kind of looking for things that you you know there's something up there and they they give you fleeting views of it all throughout the movie and once it really starts to ramp up and you see more and more of it it's just really clever and different and uh i really liked it i thought that it was uh, a good uh creepy movie to watch if you if you are a, a horror light viewer, like there's no like serious gore or anything like that. There's not like a bunch of kills in it, but it's it's spooky. You know, it's like that kind of what's out of the corner of your eye, what's just beyond your field of view that could get you kind of a movie. And I enjoyed it. So it's it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, so if you have Prime Video, it's 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 on that, and you can watch it. So my recommendation is Nope if you if you like something spooky. 
My recommendation really quickly is watch any nature documentary like that's very high quality. You could go to, you know, Disney and look at the National Geographic stuff. You can go to Netflix. You can go to all these things. Anything with David Attenborough that's narrating it. But the reason I say that is because although I don't hear a lot about it in the pop culture sphere, there's more and more stuff happening with technology and research and they're going deeper down into the ocean for longer. They're catching things with cameras um, that they haven't captured before. So even more rare animals, a lot of cool stuff is going on. And it's also a showcase for your like technology that you may have. Like if you have like an OLED TV or oh yeah, the greatest screen, there's stuff out there that is surprisingly good. And I don't think it's just making news for whatever reason, but they are making advancements where you're seeing more weird, cool, rare stuff. And it's a treat to the eyes. Like I'm over here you're like whoa what's that and damn this look crazy on screen so definitely get in there and, and watch some nature stuff some recent stuff what is your go-to source for that like where where do you typically get i'll go your to thing? the disney i'll go to the disney or netflix yeah and i'll make sure that it's okay. playing in 4k and all that and yeah it's really good awesome awesome all right well that's gonna do it this month for antonio for mabel and uh for my kids who are waiting to go see guardians of the galaxy so we're gonna go get yeah, out of here let's go dad yeah i want the large popcorn no fuck that no i want sprite it's a really good impression we'll see you guys next <laughs> month on mega dad's live <laughs> <laughs>